Today, an alternative to traditional health insurance. What are health care sharing ministries and how do they work? Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about how you can save a lot of money each month by bypassing traditional insurance and using health sharing ministry plans. And as always, we like to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. We really do appreciate the support that we get from Marley Drug in Winston-Salem. They will mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower than the big box pharmacies, the corner stores, uh, any you know sometimes even cheaper than you can get it any other way. Uh, check them out online at Marley Drug. That's M-A-R-L-E-Y-D-R-U-G.com. And again, we appreciate their support. And we always love to hear from you after the show. Uh, if you would like to write us, uh, perhaps with a question, or you'd like more information about something that you've heard on the show, or you'd like more information about Dr. Forrest's practice, Dr. Forrest, tell them where they can find that information. Well, you know, if listeners would like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Or they can call 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. If they'd like to send a question into the show, have it answered potentially on air, uh, they can send that to Access Health Radio. That's A-C-C-E-S-S-H-E-A-L-T-H r-a-d-i-o at gmail.com with their contact information and if they also want to listen they maybe they don't catch the whole show or they have, want somebody else to be able to listen to this after it airs they can listen to an on-demand podcast at wptf.com and we'll provide links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com so thanks for joining us today on access health radio dr forrest i have heard about health plans that are a lot less expensive than traditional insurance, but they also count in terms of getting people out of the Obamacare mandate. Can you tell us how that works? Well, so, you know, the history of these health care sharing plans goes back uh, several years, and uh, many of these originated, uh, they were faith-based organizations, and what they wanted was they, they wanted a way to basically help people cover their medical expenses, uh, but didn't like the idea of traditional insurance, and some of the folks that, you know, were religiously opposed, um, some Mennonites and that type thing, to insurance, and sort of, in some cases, saw it as gambling, they wanted to come up with a way to basically help cover their neighbor's health care cost without it being a traditional insurance plan. So when these started, it was really a grassroots co-op type uh, form of insurance uh, where essentially everybody, you know, in that group would contribute an amount each month. They'd put it in an account. And then if somebody had a health expense, they would just use that money literally to pay for that health expense, which is how a lot of the original sort of insurance ideas got started. Um, the difference is in the co-op, everybody who puts money in is also sort of an owner because uh, there's not really a, a corporate structure that's collecting profits and that type thing. Uh, really, everybody who's putting money in, their money goes directly to helping pay somebody else's medical expenses. And so that's why they call it sharing, because what you're really doing is you're sort of sharing the burden uh, you know, of your fellow man in terms of uh, trying to help them with their health care costs. So um, it is very different. And one of the things that happened is when the uh, Affordable Care Act or Obamacare passed, uh, they realized that these healthcare sharing ministries would not meet Obamacare's definition of insurance. 
And rather than than just eliminate that, because that would have been unfair to a lot of people that really rely on this as a way to cover their medical cost, uh, there was a waiver that was given to uh, these medical sharing ministries so that you know, if somebody basically participated in one of these and this was the form of paying for their health care that they had chosen, they were actually exempted from the insurance mandate under the ACA. So people who participate in these health care sharing ministries um, can basically, you know, send something in saying, you know, no, I didn't have traditional insurance, but I had one of these plans, and then they didn't have to pay the tax penalty associated with the mandate because this was considered to, to be sufficient. So one of the things that's happened is since Obamacare passed, the popularity of these plans has really grown because it gave people an option so that they were considered not to be uninsured and where they didn't have to pay the tax penalty for not meeting the mandate. And so really just swarms of people have sort of flooded into this. And, you know, that really has increased the popularity. Uh, but, you know, lots of people have been using these for years, and it's just now uh, we're really seeing a lot more patients make use of this. Um, you know, I myself transitioned myself to one of these plans about a year ago. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and about how it works. One of the things, again, that's very different, though, is – uh, the amount that people pay in every month literally goes to pay somebody else's medical bill. So uh, I even get emails saying, you know, thank you very much. You know, your share amount this month helped cover so-and-so's medical expenses in, you know, Indiana or Arkansas. And, you know, it doesn't get into privacy issues. It doesn't talk about, you know, what kind of medical problems they had or anything like that. It just says, hey, you know, uh, your share amount helped cover this person's medical expenses this month. And it really does have a, a real, real community sort of sharing feel to it. Yeah, I started hearing about these plans as early as the 1980s, and I've always been intrigued about them. One of the questions that I've had, and I think others may, is do these faith-based plans cover health care costs like uh, those major costs, like hospitalization, surgery, specialists, things like that? Well, y y I would say yes. The answer is yes, they do that. Um, there are five sort of common ones. And, you know, after the break in a little bit, we'll get into some of the differences. Uh, but generally, all of them have some coverage for that. Um, you know, we actually have had an employee that underwent surgery who was on one of these plans. And I was actually kind of curious myself to see, you know, what the coverage was going to be for something like that and was astonished that it was basically 100% covered. I mean, everything was taken care of. And, um, you know, they initially had an outlay of expense, but they got all of that uh, back. Uh, so it does cover hospitalization. Uh, these plans typically cover surgery specialists. Um, some of them cover prescription medications and some of them don't. Um, so it is important that you, you look at the individual plan. But in terms of the things that people are worried about, about those big ticket medical expenses, that's exactly what these are designed for. In fact, they're, they're more designed for that than they are, you know, for for typical stuff. You know, they're not designed to take care of your sore throat. They're not designed to take care of, you know, uh, you scrape your knee and you go to the doctor and get a Band-Aid type thing. And typically they are going to have higher deductibles, but they're designed so that, you know, if you have a major medical expense, uh, people are going to help out. And this is going to be the thing that's going to, you know, keep you potentially from going bankrupt from something like, you know, an extended hospitalization. Now, since these are based out of faith-based organizations, and that's how they got their start. Do you have to prove that you are, uh, belong to a particular church or you are of a particular faith in order to join into one of these plans? 
Uh, that's a great question. So, uh, you know, typically they, the, some of the more traditional ones will have a statement uh, in the application where it basically will ask about your faith. Um, and some of those do say that, you know, it's a requirement. There are several of them, uh, including MediShare, that will say that, um, you know, this is meant to be something shared by um, Christian believers. On the other hand, there are others where uh, you don't have to be of any particular faith. Um, examples would be like Liberty Share. Um, and in those cases, you know, you're still enjoying the benefits of this, but you don't have to declare, you know, any particular belief system or faith to be part of that. Um, now, the other bigger question is, there's no, as far as I can tell from any of these, there's no religion police. So, you know, none of these organizations go around and, and check people's church membership cards and, and come and see if they're actually going to church on Sunday or anything like that. It's just they do ask some of them as part of the application process, you know, are you a, are you a believer? Are you a Christian? Um, you know, and, and, but not all of them. So uh, that can be something that people can sort of tailor to meet their own needs. Uh, but in some, it's not a requirement. And with the ones where it is uh, something that they ask for on the application, there's certainly no, um, nobody running around to enforce that or to basically verify that you're of any type denomination or anything else like that. But it's a great question. Okay. Now, you mentioned cost savings up front about this. How much of a savings are we talking? Is this uh, a minor thing or is this a really big difference? What, what does it look like? Well, you know, I would say in general, uh, the, these costs for these type plans compared to traditional insurance are about 60 to 75% less. So uh, it is significant. Um, you know, when I switched my own coverage about a year ago, um, because I was on a plan, it was a group plan with one of the traditional big carriers in North Carolina, and my personal premium went down from around $550 a month all the way down to $150 a month. And that's quite a significant savings. That makes a big difference. But more importantly than my premium were the, the premiums that my employees were paying for their coverage. Even though we were offsetting cost of their premiums, you know, I had an employee that for, you know, her and her family, which was just two kids, her premium was going to be $900 a month for her portion to pay out of pocket every month uh, for this, this next upcoming year. And, you know, since the ACA passed, we've seen our premiums roughly double um, over the last few years. It was just something where even with us covering the, you know, a good portion of that premium, the employees simply weren't going to be able to afford it. So um, that particular employee switched to one of these plans and their cost went down uh, to only $350 per month total. And that was for her and her two children uh, together to be on the plan. All right, it's time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. So healthcare sharing plans are a great option for some people. I think for, for many people, this may be you know the, just the right thing for them. But it's not necessarily for everybody. They, they do have some restrictions on pre-existing conditions. Again, they were given a waiver for that. And they also have some restrictions on certain lifestyle choices like smoking that can make you ineligible. Now, Initially, when I discovered that, I was you know, concerned about what that would mean for patients. But I'll give you another example of a, a real-life case. Uh, there was a patient that had actually had uh, several heart attacks um, with stents placed in the hospital you know, within six months. 
And this patient was actually somebody who'd been on a, a, a big commercial plan that everybody would be familiar with, and their premiums for that plan had gotten up to around $900 a month just for them as an individual. And so I discussed this as an option with that person, and they said, yeah, that would be great, but I was really concerned that they might not be accepted because they had all these recent health care expenses and because they had a pre-existing condition. But they were actually accepted and it cut their health care cost by about 65% per month, um, you know, and was a great option for them. The ironic part about this, I think the thing that's most fascinating is that person's job, their occupation is that they're a health insurance broker. So this is somebody who was a health insurance broker that was selling these commercial plans uh, that, frankly, they, you know, they made commissions on. That's how they made their living. But when it came to what they would put themselves on, they put themselves on one of these sharing plans, and it saved them a tremendous amount each month. Now, if you are doing something like smoking and you don't plan to quit, it's probably not a good option for you because a lot of times the plans will ask for that. Uh, for some of them, they have probationary periods where literally they'll they'll put you on the uh, plan and they'll have people work with you and counselors and everything else for several months to try to help you quit smoking. And if you do, uh, they put you in the plan and you can stay on it forever. On the other hand, you know the way people in the plan look at it is if you continue to, to make those choices, you're going to make everybody's health care expenses higher. So they don't typically keep people in that have some of those pre-existing behaviors and conditions. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. We're going to continue this discussion right after the break. We'll look at some of the differences between some of these plans right here on Access Health Radio. This is Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. His private practice is in Apex Access Healthcare, and we're glad you joined us today. We're talking about these faith-based insurance-type programs, and Dr. Forrest, you've provided an awful lot of great information about these. Can you tell us about some of the differences between some of these healthcare ministries, though? Sure. So um, there are five um, different um, organizations, uh, and they do have differences. Although there's a lot of similarities between them, they, they generally function in the same way. There are differences in terms of the rates. There are differences in terms of you know the limits they have on, on things they're going to cover. Um, there's also sort of uh, limits on pre-existing conditions that are more significant with some than others. Um, some of these will pay for medications. For example, Liberty Share will cover medications in a very similar way to, you know, how like traditional insurance might. And then others, like uh, the one that I have currently, which is MediShare, uh, doesn't really cover my medications, um, but some of the others do. So that really varies plan to plan. And one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link on the web page to a summary uh, chart that basically has all five of these healthcare ministries uh, laid out on it. And what listeners can do is use that chart and they can compare apples to apples, each one of these different plans, you know, the copay, quote unquote, they're not really called that with these plans, but what you're supposed to share. Um, they can look at the sort of deductibles, which is called the unshared amount on these. 
um, they can look at all the different differences and see which one really fits them best. Um, like I say, I'm currently on uh, one called uh, MediShare, which is through Christian Care Ministry. But another one that's very common is Liberty Share. And one of the differences I wanted to point out is, uh, you know, our practice model at our office and in our network is what's called direct primary care. And uh, a couple of these sharing ministries have actually recognized that model as being something that really they think uh, has principles that are important to them, both in terms of uh, how it ethically operates, in terms of how uh, that type model also will um, you know, reflect cost savings for patients and keep expenditures down. And so those two companies, Liberty Share and Samaritan, both will actually reimburse patients back uh, when they come to practices like ours and have a direct primary care membership. They can actually, you know, send a receipt in uh, to Liberty Share or they can send a receipt in to Samaritan's Ministries and they actually get reimbursed for that. So it can effectively make you know, the primary care that patients that have those two receive totally free because essentially they're not having any, uh, you know, out-of-pocket expense because those those two plans are willing to share that full amount, um, you know, for, for their membership in a direct primary care practice. Now, some of the others don't do that, uh, even though they still encourage that model and, uh, and think it's a, a very good option for patients. Um, there's one called Altrua also that doesn't uh, have, you know, some of the, the faith-based requirements. Uh, you don't have to, you know, be of any particular belief with that one. Uh, similarly, with Liberty Share, you do not. Um, with MediShare, you do. They, they want to know, you know, are you, are you a Christian? Uh, they are a Christian-based uh, organization. So they do ask. So, again, I'm going to put uh, this comparison charts because there's so many differences between these uh, these that you want to look at individually um, that that chart will really help out anybody who's trying to possibly decide on picking one of these. Um, I will say that my experience with at least three of these has been very positive. Um, we've had patients that use Liberty Share that uh, it's worked really, really well for. We've had patients with MediShare that it's worked really, really well for. And then we actually had an employee um, that had surgery while they were um, using Samaritan. And I was just totally surprised that essentially they got reimbursed 100% of their cost and it worked really, really well for them. And one more thing is just to realize they're each going to have, they don't call it a deductible, but that's what it is. It's the, the annual unshared amount, which is what you're responsible for out of pocket before they kick in and help. So uh, pay attention to those differences and look for that chart on accesshealthradio.com. We'll have it on there so you can uh, compare the different plans. All right. We'll be back to wrap up right after this. Well, Dr. Forrest, it has been a lot to pack in today, but that's all the time we have. That concludes our show for this week. And I really do hope that listeners will be able to use this information about the healthcare sharing ministries, uh, you know, for either themselves or people in their own families. And our scripture this week comes from 2 Peter 1.3. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show today. And we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.